What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Coffee with a friend is like capturing joy in a cup. Welcome to the Coffee with Jenny B podcast, hosted by Jenny B, a lover of all things coffee. Each week, Jenny will chat about connecting over coffee, what brings her joy, and everything in between. A lot can happen over coffee, so grab a cup, sit back, and enjoy. Now, here's your host, Jenny B. Hello and welcome. I love to read. In fact, you might say I'm a voracious reader because I like to read anything and everything. I read my morning newspaper. I read books, both handheld, the paper copy version, and also ebooks on my phone or my iPad. There's something about reading. It gives me a chance to connect with myself and connect with whatever I'm reading. I can lose myself in a story or in a newspaper article. It gives me that sense of being disconnected from the world as I enjoy whatever it is I'm reading, whatever world I'm entering, whatever fantasy, whatever historical drama or science fiction. It gives me that sense of improving my sense of myself. It also helps to improve my vocabulary. It helps to improve my knowledge. Because when you think about your brain as you get older and being bombarded, I guess, with the world and, you know, senses and just everything, we tend to forget, or at least I tend to forget sometimes because my brain is so full. But I find that when I'm reading, it helps to develop my knowledge base, so to speak. You know, it's interesting. I don't know if you remember the game Trivial Pursuit. Well, I used to always win in that game because I think it was my, my love of reading all these years that I was able to retain this knowledge, you know, like Jeopardy, for instance, and answering those questions or providing the answer to the questions, I should say. I was able to do that because it was my love of reading and all the knowledge that I was able to absorb and retain. But I think my love of reading started when I entered school. So kindergarten, for instance, we learned to read. We have the pop-up books. For me, it was Dick and Jane and Spot. And then as I progressed through elementary, learning to read at the, I was always reading, I think, at an above age. So for instance, you know, if I was in grade four, I was reading at grade six level. And part of that was not only the teachers I had, because teachers are such an invaluable asset in our school system. They help to nurture and encourage that love of reading. I remember, I think it's scholastics. 
it provided books that we could buy when we were in school. So there was an order form that went out and listed all the books that were available for purchase. And I would get so excited that I could own my very own book. And I would save up my allowance or I would beg my mom and dad to, please, I need this book. It's so exciting. And most of the time they said yes. And they weren't expensive books. But when the books arrived and were delivered in the school, I got to hold these books in my hand and I was so excited. I couldn't wait to get home and start reading those books. And since then, it's just really developed, as I say, my sense of myself, my knowledge base, my comfort in wanting to learn and always wanting to learn. In fact, right now, I think I have, I can't even, I lost count of how many books I actually own. (laughs) And what's interesting is that I tend to reread my books. I know, and not everybody does, but you know, some people have books for various reasons. It looks good on a bookshelf. Perhaps they use it for reference purposes. Perhaps they read it once and then decide that, you know what, I don't really want to give this away. I want to keep this because, well, I should say books aren't that cheap, but they're not expensive. So there's somewhere, it depends on how much you're spending on that particular book. So, you know, books can be seen as an investment for yourself. But I tend to, as I say, I I tend to reread my books and I have some favorites. I have several books from Brene Brown. I love what she has to say about being imperfect, about knowing yourself and understanding yourself and being humbled, I guess, to learn about yourself, you know, learning about your mistakes or learning about your perceptions of either the world or yourself. And I tend to read a lot of different genres, although I do have to say my least favorite are science fiction and historical romances. I can't explain why that is. I think with science fiction maybe is that possibility of things happening that it's kind of a dichotomy too, because I want to say that I'm a big believer in using your imagination and creativity, but sometimes the science fiction novels are so far-fetched. Although I do have to say sometimes thinking about living during this COVID and this pandemic, it feels like we're living in a science fiction novel or a science fiction movie for that matter. But I I digress. Historical romances, I I don't know. I don't know. There's just, I I don't know. I, I don't know if I can really get into that type of a book, but my girlfriend, she loves, loves, loves reading historical romances. And I think that's, that's all she likes to read. You know, and I remember as a teenager reading those uh, Harlequin romances. I don't know if you remember that. And I'm pretty sure they're still around, but it's a love story and it, you know, was kind of tame. And, you know, in the end, you know, boy gets girl or girl gets boy or things always work out for them. You know, it's like a Hallmark movie. You pretty much know what's going to happen at the end of the movie, but you still want to watch it and you still enjoy it. I remember as a little girl, During the summer, my friends would be outside and they'd be playing. And where was I? I was sitting in the corner of our 
back room. So in our house, we used to have this back room that I think it was added on at some point. And it was chock-a-block full of like, it was like a storage area, basically. But I found this little corner and I would sit on this little stool and read my books during summer vacation. And my mom would always try to chase me outside, go outside, play with your friends, get some fresh air, get some exercise. But nope, I just wanted to sit and read my books. And I would go to the library and take out as many books as I was able to take out. I think at the time there was a limit as to how many books you could take out, but I would always take out that limit. And I would bring my books home and then sit in that corner and read my books. During that time, the the library gave you that opportunity to write a book report. So you could write a book report on your book, submit it, and then at the end of the summer vacation before school started, they would award you a certificate stating that your name had completed X number of books and submitted book reports. And so that's what I did. I would read my books. I would write my book reports, submit them to the library, and then I would proudly show off to my parents the certificate that I got from the library for reading X number of books and submitting those book reports. I was such a nerd. And I say that with affection because that was something that I love to do. It gave me a sense of purpose for myself. And that was something that was so important to me. Because when you're going through those teenage years, you're trying to find yourself, finding that path. And when you find something that connects with you, you want to keep that and cherish it and continue with it, which is what has happened for me. And I truly believe that my love of reading has helped me with my love of writing because I used to, around that time, I guess, as a, as a teenager, that's when I started writing short stories and poetry. I remember in grade nine, I believe, no, maybe it was grade seven in junior high, our yearbook had a section where you could submit your short stories or your poetry and you would win awards and recognition for your short stories and your poetry. And they would be printed in the yearbook. So it was a permanent reminder of your story and your poetry. And I remember winning awards in junior high, grade seven, eight, and nine. And I remember I wrote a poem one year for Remembrance Day, and I won an award from the Royal Canadian Legion. It was a $50 prize and a certificate and a plaque. The plaque, I believe, still is on the wall of my junior high school. And that was something that really validated my love of reading and writing. And when we think about what we're doing now as an adult and all that reading and writing is really helped to help to increase our brain matter. You know, I I alluded to that as, as we get older, we tend to start forgetting things. And I'm a perfect example of that because if I don't write things down, I'll forget. So I have to write things down. But yet, you know, you think about short-term memory. So in in that instance, that is what 
I'm dealing with in terms of short-term memory. I can tell you what I did 10 years ago, but I have to think, okay, so what did I have for lunch yesterday? (laughs) Which is really interesting, and I'm sure you can relate to that. But it's that it's that connection with yourself. You know, there's nothing better than curling up on the couch or curling up in a big chair and having a book in my hands and a cup of coffee. I know, coffee and books. I love to sit in a bookstore that has a coffee shop attached to it. So for instance, McNally Robinson is, it's a bookstore, but it's more than that. They have all kinds of really cool items and knickknacks, and I love browsing. I could, I could walk around and browse for hours and just feel lost in the moment by myself, just wandering, no purpose. You know, the staff would come and say, you know, can I help you with something? No, just looking around. I marvel at some of the things that they have, some really cool items some one-of-a-kind things, you know, and then I browse through the book section or, you know, look at the magazines. And then I purchase my book or magazine, depending on how I feel that day. And then I go and sit in the restaurant, Prairie Inc., and order a coffee and usually something to go along with it. You know, one of my favorite treats is an imperial cookie. So I'll have that with my coffee and I'll sit there and read my book. And just spending that time alone with myself is so enjoyable. And then Starbucks. So there are a couple of chapters locations. There's my favorite, which is close to home, is um, Chapters Polo Park. But there's also chapters in St. Patel. And pre-pandemic, the coffee shops, the Starbucks locations in the chapters would be open. So you could, again, buy your book or magazine and then grab a coffee or a dainty or whatever, and then sit at one of the tables and read your book, drink your coffee. It didn't seem as if there was any time limit. There was nobody chasing you away or saying, you know, okay, it's time to go. You could sit there as long as you wanted to. Well, at least until the store had to close. (laughs) But it was one of my favorite ways of spending time with myself, is reading a book or a magazine and drinking my coffee. Hi, it's Jenny. We'll get back to the show in a moment. But first, I invite you to check out my website, coffeewithjennyb.ca. That's Jenny with a G, where you'll find all the links to my episodes. You'll also find a variety of coffee gifts available for purchase, including my branded bag of Red Door Coffee Beans from Harrison's Coffee Company. As well, you'll find a link to join the Winnipeg Coffee Community Facebook group. I'll also be posting info about upcoming coffee tours and coffee nights. So keep checking my website for updates. You can also follow me on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. Now, let's get back to the show. And when I think about my love of reading, I think about my granddaughter, Lenny. She's three and a half. She'll be four on November 10th, and she already loves books. When she is over at our place or I'm over there, she'll bring out books and she wants me to read them to her. And she knows the words already. She's so smart. Oh my goodness, I can't believe how smart she is. She knows the words and she'll read the words. 
but she wants grandma to read them. And I want to encourage that love of reading with her and really help develop her love and want to read books. Now, I want her also to be interested in other things like I was. I talk about myself as a nerd and, you know, always wanting to really get the good marks in school and working really hard and, you know, writing all those essays and and whatnot. But I was also involved in other things. I was involved in music. I played in the band. I also played sports. I don't know if it was my parents so much to encourage me to really develop my interest in other areas, but I think it was something that I wanted to do for myself. Because getting back to being involved in music, for instance, it involves reading again. You're reading the, the lyrics and the songs and memorizing them, learning to, when I was playing guitar, it's reading the music notes. It's learning to understand what the music notes are and then applying that to playing the guitar. And then when it comes to sports, it's reading about the sport itself, reading the instructions, you know, so when the coach is telling you about the different plays and, you know, different positions that you're playing on, on the court, whether it's basketball or volleyball or what have you, it's learning to read those instructions or having to read those instructions. So reading is very important. It helps you connect with the world, you know, so not just connecting with yourself when you're reading a book, but it's connecting with the world. It's learning how to read instruction manuals, for instance. So if I have to do something uh, technical, my first go-to is if there's an instruction manual, I'll try to read it, but half the time it's just too much, too much technical, technical ease, I suppose. And so I'll go to Google and look things up. And Google is a great way of getting that information. So again, it's reading, it's learning how to find that information and understanding it. And I want to say that one of the highlights of my high school years was I got a chance to be on the team for Daniel Mack High School for Reach for the Top. I don't know if you remember Reach for the Top. It was a chance for schools to compete against each other. You know, so when you think about Jeopardy and asking questions and then wanting to know what the answers are, it was a precursor to that. So schools would compete against each other. So Bill Guest, I believe, was the moderator. So he would throw out a question and then you had to hit the buzzer very quickly to be the first one to answer the question. And so then if you answered the question correctly, you got a point and then it, it would continue on. And I was on the Reach for the Top team in grade 12 for my high school, which I thought was so cool because we got to be on TV representing our school. I remember we didn't go very far, <laughs> but the experience was just incredible. And my husband, bless his heart, he tells people even today <laughs> in our 60s, he'll say, oh, did you know that my wife was on reach for the top? And, and they'll go, oh, really? Oh, wow, your, your wife must be very smart. Well, I don't know if it's a case of being smart, but it's a case of having read all those books all those years. 
that thirst for knowledge, that desire to know more about the world, to know more about myself and who I am. And I do think about how books have actually saved me a few times. When I think about going through, you know, some tough times during the years, you know, for various reasons, there's always been a book to help me deal with whatever was going on at that time. You know, I referenced Brené Brown and her books and how they've helped me over the years. And I like to reread her books. You know, there's a recent book that Glennon Doyle wrote, Untamed. That really struck a chord in me as well. I think about the books that make a difference for me, but then it's something that I can share with my students. So for instance, Simon Sinek, start with why. Why? Why are you doing it? Why? What is your purpose? Why are you doing what you are doing? Think about why you are doing something, why you want to do something. It's not the how you're doing it. It's not the what you're doing. It's the why. And it helps you to really drill down to find the real purpose of what you're doing. Again, it's not the what, it's the why, but you know what I'm saying. But that book made an impact on me. And as I say, you know, sharing it with my students, getting them to think about it. Now, with my students and teaching effective oral communications, I really owe all of that to my love of reading because that love of reading helped me understand who I am, who I want to be, influencing my love of writing. So, writing and jotting down my thoughts, using my creativity, and then taking that knowledge, that creativity, that confidence in my ability to remember information. So trivial pursuit or jeopardy, (laughs) answering those questions has helped me develop into the teacher instructor that I am today. And even now, you know, I talk about that short-term memory, but even now, if someone asks me a question, it's like, hey, can you tell me about, or do you remember who that director was from that movie back in, you know, 1975? I may not remember right away what it is, but it's like I have that little, little filing cabinet in my brain and I'm mentally flipping, 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 flipping until it's, oh, that's the answer. It's this. Or sometimes I, I can't remember what it is, but I know that I want to get that answer. And it comes at the most crazy times. You know, I'm getting ready for bed or, you know, it's two o'clock in the morning and, you know, I get up to have a drink of water and it's like, oh, that's the answer that I was looking for. But it's amazing what that reading does for you. You know, and even today, you know, I talked about as a child taking out those books from the library. I have so many books from the library on the go all the time. So I have my library books. I have the ebooks that I have on my phone or my Kindle. And then I have the actual books that I own myself that I will reread. And I just love that opportunity to lose myself in that book, in that story, and let the world go by. Because that's when I recharge my batteries, in a sense, too, is by being still and being quiet. And spending that quality time with myself. 
and with my book and with my cup of coffee. So until next time, think about your favorite book, your favorite memory of learning to read, and think about what a difference it has made in your life. Thanks so much for listening. If you like Coffee with Jenny B and want to know more, connect with Jenny on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. That's Jenny with a G. Until then, all you need is joy and more coffee. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at averyrich.com.